What up, y'all? Crook's Corner. Y'all know what it is, man. The space, man. The space. We're just trying to, you know, create a space where we could discuss rap music, minus the politics, minus the agenda, the corporate agenda. You know what I mean? Uh, but you know what? We can't just blame the corporations. We cannot just blame corporations. If we don't like, you know, certain things in hip hop, and nothing's perfect, but if we don't like certain things in hip hop, we absolutely cannot just blame corporations. These rappers, these rappers are with it. These corporations aren't bending their arms to do some of the stuff we see being done. They're absolutely with it. And some of these fans are really with it too. So, you know, if there's something you don't like about the culture right now, there's plenty of blame to go around. You know? But we ain't got to play the blame game. We just go and find what we like. You know, we just dig a little deeper and go get the great music and, you know, spread the word to our friends that it's out there. So, yeah, Chris Corner, you know what I mean? Let a friend know. We over here talking real hip-hop, you know, being being honest. is something that's rare in the game. Even the people that you believe to be super honest, I sit back and I watch them tell lies. Yeah, I mean, people in this industry, so honesty is rare. But anyway, um, I got a call in from a fellow anchor user and musician named Nick. And he asked me what it was like, you know, to be on a major label, like a day in the life, you know, waking up on a major label, like what happens throughout the day. And since I've been on three major labels, I decided, you know what, I'll talk about that on Crook's Corner today. So thanks, Nick. You gave me a great, great idea. Well, it's your idea. <laughs> I'm just implementing it here. Uh, yeah. So my first deal was on Virgin, and you know, this is we don't have a lot of time here, so I will be adding, and you know, I'll figure out a way to bring you guys my entire story. But the short version, you know, I was on Virgin Records, so I was very excited to wake up in the morning because. You know, uh, it was my first record deal, so I was energetic. I jump out of bed, I get dressed. The homie Big C Style would come pick me up. Now, Big C Style is a founding member of the Dog Pound. You know what I'm saying? He's a founding member of the Dog Pound. Uh, so he would come pick me up because he was instrumental in my deal. We had a partnership, he had a production company. So I would go, we would hit this studio called Sound Castle in Glendale, California, and uh, we would have big budgets. I mean, those were million-dollar deals back then for people who had no buzz. I didn't really have no buzz. I just knew how to rap well, you know what I mean? Uh, so the studio, we would have runners going by, you know, steaks and lobsters, and we would just blow money, you know. We'd invite the homies over and have five dudes playing basketball six dudes upstairs playing pool dudes over here shooting dice and we'd be in the control room you know creating this music um with producers like lt hutton you know who just uh executive produced the tupac shakur film um you know these were the days when nobody was making moves like that we was just in the studio creating this music man and snoop would come in and poke his head in and you know, I'm recording my first album. You know, I got Battle Cat in, in there and 
these West Coast legends, you know, Nate Dogg, Rest His Soul, you know, was singing on my first single. So I would be in there creating and we would create all day, all night until it was time to go home, man. And then I would just wake up and repeat. That was it. That was my life. Staying into the studio, you know, we barely saw a lot of the execs, but then I learned the business side and it got a little darker, you know, especially dark when Virgin decided, hey, we're going to get rid of our entire urban department. And I was attached to that department and they just got rid of all of them, us, I should say. And we had to leave, you know what I'm saying? And I had no more deal. I was back on the streets, doing things on the streets, making independent music. Until one day, somebody knocked on my door in Long Beach on Linden Avenue and said, Hey, Suge Knight wants to meet with you. 